I like you, I just don't love you. Sound painfully familiar? Well, all I can say is, been there, done that. Yes, I'll admit it. I've had those words spoken to me in the past and on at least one occasion said them to somebody else. Anybody in this room who has passed his teenage years knows exactly what I'm talking about. You're sitting in a nice restaurant after an expensive dinner date or on a couch in someone's home in the evening and out come the words you've been afraid to say for so long, I love you. And the response is, I like you, I just don't love you. The cue then, as always, is exit stage left. The last act is over. You think you found love and the object of your affection says those ominous words. It's the end of a relationship. Something has been broken that cannot be repaired. Now, in the middle of this happy Easter season, why am I uttering these disappointing words today that bring up so many uncomfortable parts of our lives? Well, you would know immediately if you had read today's gospel in Greek. This is one case when we can't trust the usual translators. As far as I can tell, the various translations into English were afraid to tackle the issue until the translation by Sarah Rudens recently appeared. She was translating the Gospels, and she came close to what I had noticed when I encountered this passage in Greek during seminary. And that last sentence, by the way, was uttered to trick you to think that your bishop's bright, but don't be fooled. In the Gospel, most of us who've been in the church for several years are familiar with this scene after the events of Good Friday. It is when Jesus appears and asks Peter three times if he loves him, and Peter replies three times that he does. But by the third time, Peter is really upset that Jesus keeps pressing the issue. For so long, I couldn't understand what was going on because in a way, it seemed that Jesus was nagging, sort of like a nagging spouse. And if Jesus could keep nagging, then it gives us permission to be a bit unbearable ourselves in the presence of others. But read the encounter in Greek. What I had assumed as a child is not exactly what's going on. More literally, when you look at the Greek text, Jesus asks a first time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter replies, I like you. Jesus asks a second time, do you love me? And Peter replies, I like you. And then in the third iteration of this questioning, Jesus asked Peter, do you like me? And Peter gets all flustered and upset that Jesus would ask such a question. Jesus had seen through the obfuscating answers. Peter is likely embarrassed to admit out loud that he does not love Jesus, as if his denial in the courtyard during Jesus' trial before his crucifixion had not been proof enough. It is time to exit stage left. The old process of trying to find love must begin again. That's the human condition. Love is rarely as genuine as we would want. Relationships crumble, and the old process of trying to find love must begin again. 
In today's gospel, the disciples of Jesus had restarted their lives, going back to their old occupation of fishing after their relationship with Jesus had horribly ended. That radical movement toward love of those on the margin, spurred on by Jesus of Nazareth, was over. Yet one more prophet trying to overturn the smugness of those in power had been killed. But just when they think life has to begin all over again, Jesus shows up, not this time as a radical reformer, but as an ordinary fisherman and cook. And he's willing to question these disciples, especially Peter, to see if there's love there. And Jesus discovers there is not. Now we can set aside all those old stories of Peter being the rock on which the church is built. That was all before Jesus got into trouble with the authorities. If Peter's response to Jesus is anything like the real human response in those honest moments about love that we have, we can fairly well determine what has happened. Peter has had a change of heart. Or perhaps more insidiously, he's not. That's the bad news. It's the human story. The very people we may have brought along and supported and loved do not love us in return and perhaps never have. Hearts are broken, lives turned upside down. We must turn our focus elsewhere in our search for meaning and love. But did you notice what Jesus does in today's gospel? Well, first he tells Peter what a mess Peter's going to get himself into. He's going to grow old and become decrepit. Sort of like how we might lash out at a romantic interest who has turned us down. That ought to be the signal for exit stage left. But then Jesus says, follow me. It's okay if Peter doesn't love Jesus. It's okay if there's no burning desire. Jesus is willing for Peter to follow him anyway. That's the good news in today's gospel. God doesn't exit stage left when we are unfaithful. God invites us to follow the divine path despite our rejections and frailties and hesitancies and all those other embarrassing things that make up our broken lives. God is not afraid to be around broken, embarrassing failures. God will stand beside those who are not very good at commitment. God will befriend impossible to love human beings. In other words, God's going to remain in relationship with us and with others who are similarly afflicted with lives that fall short. Don't ever think that you're not good enough for God or the church. The lesson today is that God calls us to follow goodness, even if we fail at it ourselves, with the hope being that eventually our lives will be changed. And if our lives are changed, there is also hope that the people and the world around us will be changed as well, so that the ultimately hoped-for reconciliation of humanity, of one human being with another, or as the Bible so frequently calls it, the reconciliation that is the kingdom of heaven, the hope is that it might be realized. Now, if God's willing to be with us, then we can be with others in a similar way. That's the evangelical lesson today in this increasingly polarized world. 
in which so many of us have exited stage left and gone back in the popular vernacular of the day to our own tribal corners where there is at least some superficial mutual affection. God is calling us not to act like the rest of the world. Don't exit stage left. Our call is to continue to walk along those who don't love us in the hope that ultimately love will prevail. It's a way to live that this state and this nation and the world desperately need right now. So how might we find ways to be in relationship with people who don't love us and perhaps never have? Years ago in yet another time of cultural wars, when I was a rector in Little Rock and we were having a rather controversial visitor, some church members came to me and asked, what if they come picket us? My response was, take them a glass of water, they might need it. <laughs> it's really through such ways of staying in relationship that we're going to keep alive the power and the good news of today's gospel. It's time to ask a few honest questions, but also listen very carefully for responses. Don't exit stage left. Simply stay on the stage and see how God might surprise us in the next act. Amen.